Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, the United States Senate today is holding its first hearing into the, I'm going to say it, so-called Capitol riot. What's the scoop, Binkley? Yeah, I found myself getting a little tired of having to qualify the, the quote. <laughs> Capital quote insurrection because I know that I think I definitely question. What but that's yeah, that's what they do. They wear yeah. you down. Totally, they totally wear you down. And in the hearing today on the Capitol riot, Ron Johnson used his time where he was questioning. He used that time to promote what they're calling a conspiracy theory that the January six insurrectionists weren't actually Trump supporters, but were provocateurs and fake Trump protesters. Now we listened to a video, which we deconstructed on Rockfin where former CIA agents, former department of defense employees talked gleefully about how the CIA conducts black propaganda operations and infiltrates QAnon in order to cause paranoia and pit them against each other. So it's open that they use infiltrators to stir things up in these crowds. And now we have somebody in the Senate talking about infiltrators and the response on social media is, oh, he's crazy. He's a conspiracy theorist. I even saw people calling to have him arrested on social media. And these are the same people who over the summer during Black Lives Matter, during all the other protests and riots that they would immediately say, oh, that's not Black Lives Matter. That's not Antifa. That's an infiltrator. So it's really gotten us to this place where people's brains just don't work anymore where it happens on one side, never happens on the other. And it can be kind of maddening because it's hard for truth to actually be even investigated in this type of environment. It's when that woman said that the CIA will put false people into the organization in order to undermine that organization. I don't believe that for a second, because I think that those are the very people who are behind the organization in the first place. I think that they're putting those people in to create a like a war between those two things, Antifa. And so they don't go in there and say, oh, that guy's a she said that they went in and said, oh, that's a CIA agent and that that makes them distrust each other. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is that's an Antifa guy. So then they hate Antifa. Right. But I read a really interesting article. I think I found it on Lou Rockwell. You can put it in the show notes. I, I sent you the link that there's no, the headline was no proof of armed insurrection. And the author goes on to say no person has been charged with possessing or using a gun inside the Capitol. No one has even been identified as carrying a gun inside the building. She said that there were, uh, uh, at least 100,000 people attended that rally. That's what she said. I think that's amazing. She said fewer than 1,000, quote, stormed the Capitol. A few hundred have been arrested. 14 are facing weapons charges. But really, there were only two gun charges, and neither of them were at the Capitol. So that's what I say. Like, how could it be an insurrection? And it was armed with, like, bats and stuff. And one of the deadly and dangerous in the list of things that people had was 
tear gas masks and bulletproof vests. And I'll tell you, this has been a big flag for me that bulletproof vests are going to be considered a, uh, a domestic terrorist apparatus. See, they're going to not let us get bulletproof vests. I mean, you've pointed I, that out for quite some time now that they're going to go after yeah, that. It looks like it. Then I just, I wanted to add to the, what we can expect from Merrick Garland, who is definitely going to get approved as the attorney general because both Chuck Grassley and uh, Lindsey Graham think that he's a good pick. So, of course, because he's he, he is the personification of where the welfare state and the warfare state become the welfare warfare super state. But what he said, he actually said, I, I think this was the most heinous attack on the democratic process that I've ever seen, one that I never expected to see in my lifetime. He added that the current investigation into the riot by former President Donald Trump supporters. This is the Wall Street Journal writes this stuff, which has led to around 250 people facing criminal charges. Uh, he said it seems to be an extremely aggressive approach, but perfectly appropriate. So an extremely aggressive approach is perfectly appropriate for people who didn't even bring guns and all went home when their buses left at sunset. And, and then going after people who were not there because of the conspiracy charges, which we also heard yes. them talking about at the Council on Foreign Relations. Yes. And and this says that if Garland is confirmed, he is expected to oversee a dramatic shift in the agency's approach to a series of other issues from civil rights enforcement and police reform. I mean, boy, the devils are in the devil is in the details for that stuff, as well as the federal death penalty. And this, I think, is the one that we've really got to keep our eye on the level of discretion prosecutors have in charging crimes. So then what you do is you make these what you said. Remember when you said that there was a congresswoman from the gang or whatever you call them, the squad who didn't like the suppressing the First Amendment, not because she didn't want the right to be suppressed, but she just didn't want it to be a broad based thing. Well, if if you can't really make a law like that, that's I mean, it's very difficult and it should not stand up to judicial scrutiny if you make a law that prejudices one group over another. But if you give the prosecutors all the discretion that and federal prosecutors are under the Department of Justice, then you can have the broad based law. But if you only prosecute the people you don't like, I mean, that is tyranny. That is not the rule of law. That's the rule of rulers. And that's when people say rule of law, that's what they mean. Like you can count on the protection of the law. This has the potential to undermine that. Yeah, it's getting pretty, pretty scary if some of this stuff moves forward in the direction that it's currently going. To your point about the weapons, in the article that I brought up yesterday that outlined all of the insurrectionists or many of the insurrectionists who were arrested and they had the, the charts and the lines drawn to show how scary they are and what they had done. It talked about the weapon stuff and it said communications between so-and-so and so-and-so, some of the people involved, revealed that they did not bring guns due to local laws. And I'm reading that and I'm going, oh, wow, these violent insurrectionists didn't bring guns because they were following the local law. That's what I've been saying all along about how much easier it is to get the left riled up than the right. Now, the left is less likely to actually be gun users, but the right is more likely to obey laws, I think. So it's an interesting that the the way it's presented 
it keeps unfolding, not necessarily as like strictly dialectic, this, that, the other, and a synthesis at the end, but just pitting left and right just on superficialities. Yeah. Kelly Leffler has created a competing organization to go up against Stacey Abrams' voter turnout organizations like Fair Fight Georgia and the New Georgia Project. The former U.S. Senator Leffler is getting back into politics after losing a few weeks ago to start a new voter registration group, which is aimed at helping Republicans expand the voter base and create a tent-like base where they have people all over the state and ultimately all over the country going around and registering people and promoting the messages, having coordinated, unified messages. Same type of thing we see Stacey Abrams doing. Leffler openly says that the initiative is to compete directly with Abrams to be a counterpart to what she does because there's no Republican answer to that, according to her. And this amounts to having information war just around us all the time. It's a a comment on the culture that we live in right now where every person becomes an activist and every person becomes a citizen propagandist. It's just going to be inescapable with organizations like this dominating our culture and our politics. And I think there's an element of a real pure dialectic here where you create the problem about voting, you create reactions, you create polarity, and then everyone agrees that something needs to be done. And the thing that needs to be done is going to be, I think, federal digitized voting. So it'll not solve any of these problems, but those two chicks will stand down and that'll be the tell. But you know who probably won't stand down I was going to say with the insurrection thing, you saw that article about the Dominion suing Mike Lindell. Yes, Mike Lindell is being sued by Dominion for $1.3 billion in damages. And in the complaint, they cite a number of statements made by Lindell, including his media appearances, social media posts, and a two-hour film claiming to prove widespread election fraud, which we've talked a lot about with Garland on the weekends. It's getting kind of close to us with this this lawsuit a little bit here. And the most interesting thing I found in the lawsuit is that it alleges that Mr. Lindell made false claims about the integrity of Dominion's voting machines and that he knew no credible evidence supported his claims that the company had stolen the election from Trump. What Dominion has called... Dominion has called his lies and Trump's quote lies, the big lie, the big lie. So the big lie was not, they make it seem as though this lawsuit created the big lie term to go, to go with this, but they've been calling it the big lie in the media for over a month. This is a coordinated messaging operation that is now leaked over into the lawsuits. How does Mr. Lindell respond? You're right. He does not back down. He says, Great. I'm very happy to learn of the lawsuit. I have all the evidence on them. Now this will get disclosed faster. All the machine fraud and the attack on our country will be exposed. This this big lie thing, it you, you might not recognize it because it's not like top of mind for most people. But the big lie, America first, all that stuff is World War II, Nazi trigger nomenclature and it always uh, that is definitely going to fold into where this whole 
subculture, dysfunctional subculture, the coup, all the stuff that's bubbling up under the surface, down, straight down from the insurrection talk and everything else. They're creating a mood. I've always said, and you have too, I think you probably even know the words for it. They dip back into kind of templates, prototypes, or even archetypes from the history. And they, they plug this stuff in knowing that it comes with a lot of emotional baggage from the listener, even if the listener is not consciously aware of it. And you also made a great point about Garland, Garland being in some of Lindell's videos, not the documentary, but. Yeah, he was interviewed for the documentary and he believes there will be more released. I would ask myself if he's okay with that like uh, just because they're trying to pull people in i think they're using this right now because they actually attached my pillow to the lawsuit which means they might actually be able to get some money from this since that company is is worth a lot of money which tells me they're trying to bankrupt this business which to me is like nailing a squirrel to the house to make sure the other squirrels don't don't come by like people like us saying look what we did to the rich guy think about what we could do to you if you keep talking about the selection fraud. Absolutely. I think that's what the Gawker thing was all about. They yeah. they bankrupted Gawker to make people put them on the alert to be careful what they publish. But I think Garland is pretty careful. And um, I, he's definitely you know, careful. He's got his thing down. So to your point about the Hitler thing, they're laying these associations on heavy. So we have the big lie associated with Hitler, the big lie associated with Trump, Hitler, genocide, Trump. And I saw this term in foreign policy yesterday, pandemicide. Trump has committed pandemicide because of his handling of the pandemic that resulted in all of these deaths. They're laying these Hitler associations on thick. That makes me crazy because the most deaths occurred in New York and Los Angeles. I just, I, I really is reaching a crescendo out here in the news. I don't know what your news is like, but the COVID stuff, the vaccine stuff, it came out today that the number of cases in LA has plummeted. It's being, and the UK came out with similar news and the UK directly attributed it to vaccinations. I immediately looked in LA because like I said, uh, they changed the recommendation. So if you feel ill, if you have some of the symptoms of COVID, they used to tell you to go get a test. Now they actually tell you not to get a test. And this is what they say. If you don't get a test, then you get to start your 14 day quarantine from the first day you had symptoms. If you get a test, you start your 14 day quarantine from that positive test. So they're literally giving you a lot of incentive not to get a test. So I looked and in the past one month, so they said LA cases have plummeted. The testing, the daily testing went from 11,000 to 6,000. So that's round numbers. I just looked at a graph that it wasn't crystal clear what the actual number was, but it's like half approximately ask, yeah. of what it was. They ask why the numbers have gone down. <laughs> I know. you not to now, get tested. The positivity rate also changed, but they need to they need to adjust for some of this stuff. And it really bothers me that L.A. and Los Angeles, uh, L.A. and New York, where they had the most draconian lockdowns, like the the people who want Trump to have acted more, weren't going to get more than what happened in L.A. and New York. And in other countries where France has like a terrible number, but Belarus has a great number. It does not seem to be correlated with those kind of policies. No, not in the least bit. It's not. And when I was looking at those. At with those testing, um, my husband pointed out, he's like, the test LA is paying $200 for a COVID test. So, so 
I looked into it and the U.S. has had 348 million tests. There's been one test for every man, woman and child in this country. And if it's at $100 each even, which is half what L.A. is paying from what I understand, that's $35 billion. And that's only a quarter of the tests that have been taken worldwide. So it'd be like $140 billion. So I was looking at that. I was like, that's a real number. So yesterday I was saying like, this has to really kind of be about Big Pharma a little bit about the money. Like, I always dismiss that because I think there are bigger agendas at play. Pfizer actually increased its expectation of revenues from 2020 at like 40, something roughly 40 billion. They think in 2021, it's going to be 60 billion. That's like a 50% increase in their revenues based on the vaccine. I mean, it's unreal. 50% increase. That's crazy. Yeah. Fauci over the weekend, I told you that was promoting how the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine is going to protect against that that variant, the new variant, and the UK's vaccines will not further lending credibility to that theory. And also, Bill Gates was on 60 Minutes recently talking about how to stop the disinformation and get the vaccine in the arms of more people. And this segment was sponsored by Pfizer. Well, that I, I forget who is responsible for pointing this out, but... I think it was supposedly RFK. I heard that yesterday on the Union of the Unwanted, but that the, that big pharma buys up all the ads on the big stations so that the news can't talk negatively about them. But one thing that I noticed that really bothered me was a while back, I, I think I, I might have brought this story, that in England, they were saying they were going to have a vax passport so that you could travel on planes if you've been vaccinated. And the outcry from the people was, that's like apartheid. You're treating different populations differently. I just saw yesterday that Fauci said the CDC should recommend or he'd be OK if they recommended different rules for vaccinated people and unvaccinated people so that vaccinated people would be recommended that it's OK for them to mingle, to get together, to go indoors for those families to associate. I mean, wow, that will really bifurcate society because that stuff is also highly politically aligned. Yeah, they asked Fauci on State of the Union the other day if he since he's been vaccinated, is seeing his family now, his children. And after a long pause, he said, no, I didn't believe him because the pause was a little too long. Wow. He actually answered the question. And he also related to Fauci is right now fire Fauci is trending. And I think it's because Why? Of what you were talking about because Do you of think his- so. Matt, all the stuff that he recommends and because of his past history of saying one thing and and then saying the opposite later that I don't know why they've allowed this to trend right now, probably to create some sort of dialectic, but Fauci is not going to get fired. He could step down at one point, maybe. And if he were to step down, he would blame all the threats and dangers from Trump supporters, but he ain't getting fired. If they, if they, if somebody really wanted to get rid of him, they have to worry because he knows, he knows too much. Yeah, he might be a little too big for his britches. When you look at JFK or Reagan or Nixon, these guys were taken out of office or tried to get taken out of office, not because they weren't insiders, I think, but because they were insiders with ego, with, you know, they they kind of felt like they could call the shots. And then I think it's curtains for you then. But I, he's nowhere near that. He's not going to betray. He's lo- I think he just loves this. That's one guy where psychology, I do think, is he wears it on his sleeve like his tremendous ego has anybody had a better year than fauci 
perverse incentives. Mm-hmm. He he has to love it. Well, Pfizer, I think, will have had a better year. They'll have a good and year also. This is the thing with Pfizer. When you increase your revenues by 50%, 5-0%, you don't really get a lot of credit for that. And I'm not sure their stock price is up by 50%. I don't, I don't know. But that they usually like that stuff. That stuff is good for you if it's permanent. Like a one-time gain doesn't really move the dial. I, ha- I have to think that they, and they even said, I, I was reading their year-end statement, and it said that we've been working for 10 years to change the focus of our business, and 2020 has let us complete that process. So they've been preparing for whatever their new vision is for a long time, and happens to be COVID dovetails right into it. And and I just, I want to point something out about the kind of propaganda that is not obvious. So like when yesterday I was like Bing versus Google, why would Bing give you the truth? Well, I've always said the same thing about Tucker Carlson. They're like, why is he there giving the truth? I'm like, well, because Fox needs some credibility or he will someday after he's built up all this faith, deliver what what they really need someone who's credible, like Tom, you know, Tom Hanks is not credible to me, but you know they need somebody who can deliver a message credibly. And what he's doing is exactly that. But he, he, what he said, this is the headline of his recent, most recent release, which is a video, uh, and it's a, from his recent show. The lockdown regime is moving towards authoritarianism. Now, he should have been saying that one year ago. What he should have said yeah. the entire time is, regardless of whether it makes sense or not, it is totally unconstitutional and illegal and nobody should do it. But he's doing it now to add his voice, to add the fuel to the fire, to get people in this mad rush to get vaccines. He's building people up in a frenzy. He doesn't have to deliver the message, so get your vaccine. He just has to stir up people's fury about the lockdown. That adds to the cry, okay, if you want to end the lockdown, and then get vaccinated and then there's your compromise yeah to your point gates was on colbert last night and he was asked about what can be done to get to convince people to do the right thing and get the vaccine and he said that they just need to figure out who people trust who people will follow and whether it's people of color whether it's various religious groups they need to get to them and get the word out that this vaccine is absolutely amazing this is what Eventual One said. And when you brought that Brookings clip way back when that said, we have determined that people really trust their employer. And and I'll tell you, these companies are it's just descending. I've heard reports from everywhere that they've had to do various, I guess, more like PC training, race and gender training and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But this they deliver the message. I mean, it's really amazing what's going on here. So TikTok users are being accused now of spreading a conspiracy theory saying that the Texas snow was manufactured <laughs> by the government, people pulling up snow like they did years ago during the Atlanta snow, the freeze in Atlanta, snow apocalypse in Atlanta, where people were saying the snow's not real, the snow's not real. Well, my question here, my, my thought here is, at what point is it okay to ask about weather modification. I'm not saying that this is an instance of weather modification, but what's going on here is perfectly set up to benefit the powers that be. The federal government expansion taking away the power. We have all these rich people move to Texas because they want more freedom, move away from socialist California. And now we're seeing an example of why more freedom is bad and why government should step in. And we've had 80 years 
of research, at least, into weather modification. We've weaponized weather modification in war. At what point is it okay to ask, is it being used against us? Without you, be, you can't investigate things if you can't ask questions. And it's also that, what do you call it? I know, I'm not, I think it's it's more disinformation than a straw man. They put this thing out there like the snow is fake. Well, fake snow is real snow. If you go to a ski resort yeah, and yeah. they produce snow, it's real snow. It melts, It it's water. And even that, weather modification doesn't work that way. What what it does is they seed the clouds or they spray stuff that pushes the clouds down. They If they seed the clouds, it's to make it rain. If they push the clouds down, it's to make it not rain, from what I understand. So by putting out these, this is just like that Snopes debunkable canard that distracts people from the real possibility, which is not debunkable. It's provable, like you say. Not that it's done, that it was done. Maybe that is provable, but that it can be done and has been done. That is provable. So to say the snow was fake is gets people off on the wrong track. There was something else in Texas, though. It's all coming together. I saw this this headline, uh, an article with an unbelievably huge explosion, tons and tons of smoke. Did you see that fiery crash of an oil tanker and a and a, like a train, a tanker truck or some kind of big truck derailed a plane, a, a train, and there was a big explosion and it had to do with, I think, crude oil, but there's also some sulfuric acid on the train. So it was like a horrible problem. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, okay. If stuff like this is a false flag, a lot of times it's like, remember when we saw that weird chemical spill on I-85, I think it was, it was some I-80, I guess it would be. No, it might've been I-85, uh, whatever. They, you can see some of these crashes as false flags if you get some video of it. And I thought this is oh, you a mean false in Atlanta, flag. A couple I was years talking ago. about it. This was in Atlanta that I absolutely saw it was fake. We saw the yeah, video. It was completely fake. You could see that it was fake. And then this one, or like an orchestrated crash. And this one, I said, if nobody died in that fiery blaze, I'm doubling down on calling it for a false flag. And nobody died. The, the, the train, the driver of the truck, nobody died. Thank God. I, I mean, false flags do kill people. So I'm not saying that. It's just that not all of them do. But I thought, what can the angle be here? And it was that as environmentalists shut down pipelines, more oil will be trained like on trains, which is a greater threat. So, you, you know, in Texas, like it's dialectic right now saying, well, if it weren't for wind turbines, we wouldn't have had the blackouts. And then the other people saying, if you had been prepared for climate change, there wouldn't have been the blackouts. Like there's a total left right thing going on. Well, now they're bringing it to Biden shutting down the pipeline. And now that puts oil on the trains. So the environmentalists are wrong. I mean, it's just, I think, pretty clear it is setting up dialectic. Seems to be that way. Before we get to our last big story of the Free 30, in which Monica thinks I've been incepted, I do not. You guys can decide. <laughs> I want to tell you about what is going to be in the Patreon 15. 
do you care if your baby is a boy or a girl? Well, you better watch out because instant karma might get you. And an unlikely team brings propaganda to podcasting. And of course, a big thanks to our sponsor of today's show, which is the Rye Guys. And Rye Guys ad is going to promote them far better than I ever could because they have a fantastic ad, which I will play for you now. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So, stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. Love that commercial. It's always good to add a little humor into a subject that can be so serious sometimes. And their t-shirts are hilarious, too. I have numerous bumper stickers, stickers, and t-shirts from those guys, most of which I bought because I think they're funny. Check them out at ryguys.com. Dot com. And if you want to check out some of our other podcasts, some of our video podcasts of our free content and our exclusive analysis of the globalists themselves plotting to rule the world, seriously, they plot to rule the world <laughs> in these videos, then so join true. Rockfin, rockfin.com slash propaganda report, where we do hours a month of exclusive analysis of the powers that be in their plots. We have early releases and exclusive videos commercial-free audio, and our video material is almost all exclusive to Rockfin, which we are protected on Rockfin. We aren't worried about getting kicked off of Rockfin. That's why we have that platform to, to thank for that. It's just been a wonderful experience so far. And access to all of our content that is produced by all Rockfin creators. To me, it's like Netflix meets YouTube. You, you pay $9.99 and you get access to all of the content on the platform. You got people like Sam Tripoli, you have Scott Adams, you have Whitney Webb, all kinds of great content on there. And a special offer now to subscribers to become patron saints for a deep discount. Email us at propaganda report podcast at gmail.com if you want 100% of our content, everything we offer, including the exclusive live streams and Zoom parties. This will be $21 a month. And for a limited time only, patron saints who are also Rockfin subscribers can request a one-hour one-on-one Zoom call with Monica and I. Just message us on Patreon. And now on to our final story of the day. Okay, so I saw today that Ted Cruz said that people are focusing on his vacation to Cancun during the Texas weather crisis because Trump is gone and they have nobody, the media has nobody to focus on. They're really looking for that. So that is exactly what you said. But for me, I, I, I never trust Cruz. So it's like, I don't think this guy, I said it. I was like, I don't think this guy just took that. I think he's got something up his sleeve. And when he said exactly what you said, and that was what was up his sleeve, I felt that he had incepted you, which means actually that word was verbized, which 
verbize is a verbized word and I hate verbizing, but I did like that cam of now it's I think it's called the mad ones, right? Used to be this is make liberty great again. But anyway, so uh, Cam said that uh, he did something funny to me once he said, I, I incepted you. And it was just, he's very clever. So exactly anyway, what you so, mean by incepted. What is so that? incepted was the movie where these guys actually would travel into somebody's dreams and create a thought so deep in their subconscious that when it bubbled up to the surface, they believed it was their own idea. And that is, uh, there's probably another word for it. I'm sure I'm certain there's another word for it. You probably know it, Binkley, but I just think it's funny. And I thought that you were possibly incepted by the cruise machine. I don't know that I was incepted. I was pointing out what was going on, what they were doing. And I think it's exactly what he wanted you to point to 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 point to to observe. Like, yeah, like that. I was wondering what is the angle with this guy, and I didn't. I didn't think that what you said was the angle, but you pulled it out, and then he came out with it as the angle. So it's like something along the way. You were definitely clever to see it coming. Like that was clever. I don't think they 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 showed their cards at all. But what you got from it was ultimately what they wanted you to get from it. Perhaps Ted Cruz was incepted by me and he's a listener. to the. I was thinking that maybe he heard us talking, but I felt like that was unlikely. It's probably unlikely. Probably unlikely. I got a couple of shout outs. Maybe you're right. Maybe that is what they they wanted us to notice. What do you have any thoughts on what would be beneath that? Why he's doing it? Yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, I think it's true. I think it's true. I mean, I think you're right. And I think, you know what? He might be doing it because like you said, he's actually terrible at it. He's bad. So maybe he needs to give it a boost. Like they, that's all they got. He's not great at it. Kind of like Stacey Abrams isn't a great, like doesn't become like her. She wasn't as great at like doing that answer to the state of the union as they might have liked. I mean, sometimes people just aren't as good at it as they want, as they should be. And maybe he just had to say, I'm I'm the new Trump. In case you didn't notice, I'm the new Trump, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Colbert, SNL, they were hitting them all kind of like they would do to Trump. But you could tell that it just felt like their heart wasn't in it. You know, their heart yeah. was in hating Trump, but their heart, it felt like they were just going through the motions when it comes to Ted Cruz. Isn't Ted Cruz the one who tried to say that he was the, he, he's where libertarians should go? Is he the one that was doing that during the, a couple years ago? Maybe. There was a bunch of guys, Marco Rubio, Chris Christie, Ted Cruz, even Sarah Palin, who came out with the Tea Party wave and acted like they were whatever, taxed enough already. That's what the Tea Party was. But they were just warmongers. They were just warmongers like the regular Republicans. So they lost me there. When he said turn sand to glass, I mean, obviously that's not <laughs> yeah. that's not yeah. a good way to reduce taxes. I can tell you that much. I'll tell you the thing that I take away from Ted Cruz the most is the importance of, I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again, is the importance of authenticity in these politicians and authenticity to the base that they're appealing to, not broadly. But if you're not, if you don't feel authentic to the Republicans or whoever your biggest base is, then you can't be the enemy. Maybe that's why Q does not yet have a face. 
That could very well be. You can project. Like that was what Obama and Trump were so great at. Mm -hmm. They, you could project onto them what you wanted to see. Yeah. And it's hard when it's someone like Cruz, who's a blobfish. And Jimmy Kimmel represented him as a blobfish on his show. (laughs) He did. He had blobfish talking as Ted Cruz. That's so weird. I I I I I I don't know if I was incepted or what, but I definitely did the blobfish thing before Jimmy Kimmel. Somebody yeah. it it came across my screen like I literally was like separated at birth, Ted Cruz and some kind of fish. I knew yeah. it was out there and it popped up. I wrote a whole blog post about it. People were mad at me because they liked Ted Cruz. They liked him so at they get, the time. Yeah. They get mad. And to the authenticity thing, I would say that Joe Biden, why I don't find him authentic. I think he does project that to his base i think that they, much they find more. him authentic yeah much much more and i think that he is going to also play a role as the q thing rolls out in that it makes me i was always wondering why he got the nod why is he the president maybe a deep state holder i really don't know but because he like smells the hair and seems to have some weird rumors of creepy stuff and Hunter Biden, there's a picture. Now I realize why they let us see that picture of Hunter Biden with what appeared to be an underage girl in the background. Because now the anti-pedophile, God bless them for being uh, working against human trafficking, but that is definitely being used for political purposes. It gives Q, the Q coup, a real on-point target to have the Bidens have this weird underage thing going on. Am I right? Yeah, you're totally right. And I want to say something about the Q real, real quick. We're not against Q. We've been investigating the pedophile stuff for five years. Uh, somebody messaged me on YouTube or they left a comment saying, you have the oldest video about Jeffrey Epstein that currently exists on YouTube. Now, it could get taken down soon, but it was from 2016 or 15. I think that's how Sam Tripoli, why he asked us to be on his show the first time. Yeah, that was the subject that we talked about the first time. So we're we're not criticizing Q. We're pointing out how Q is being used and exploited exploited to actually hurt that cause and other causes. Yeah, I agree. And I I think that when we talk about it that way, it's because we don't want people to be derailed into a false direction. I mean, yeah. the Q stuff, I really don't know if there, maybe it'll be a schism and people will stay the course on what's important. And but you can't help but notice that some of the some of the stuff like with the insurrection, everything, the, these people are uh there are some operators in there who don't belong in there. And that is what everyone from the CIA to Antifa wants. So you got to stay on your toes. We're not anti. We appreciate the cause. It's like Trump. I think he's fake. But the Trump supporters, I love him. Yeah. So anyway, a few shout outs to people who love us. We got some new patrons since last we talked and some super big all time high supporters so i want to thank sally david bobby Ilya, and john and i would say last names but 
Maybe they just <laughs> this, that that's as far as I'm willing to assume about people that they want to be here. So big shout out to you guys. Thank you very, very much for your support. It keeps us going. And if you are a patron or thinking about being a patron, we have a patron saint Zoom party this Sunday. It's going to be at my mom's house. It's going to be at 2 p.m. Eastern. And what that is, is we keep it small. That's why it's only patron saints. If you you just get on with Zoom and we look at each other, we talk to each other. It's really, really fun and interesting. And people are intelligent and have a lot to offer. And I think that's the the probably most interactive that we get. So anyway, that's this Sunday. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. If you want to make sure you're a patron saint, we will send you a link to that. And now on with the patron 15. All right, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. Also, check out rockfin.com slash propaganda report to see those deep dive video podcasts we were telling you about earlier. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll talk to you in the page 15 or tomorrow it is share the show tuesday by the way so share the show with family friends whoever have a great rest of your day